Welcome back to yet another edition of the long-awaited podcast of the Senior Old Boys. That's right. It's the <laughs> SOBs coming to you live. Well, almost live. And uh, I'm here, uh, Eddie Sefko, with uh, the greatness of Dwayne Price. Hello, folks. And uh, he's, uh, he's the one over there, and I'm the one over here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're three days into camp, uh, Mavericks training camp. Uh, thank goodness Rick Carlisle's giving everybody a day off tomorrow. It was wearing me out those three days. I could, I almost couldn't handle it, Dwayne. Uh, I'm telling you, man. And thank goodness we don't have to watch it. But then again, you know what? This one I wouldn't mind watching. Back in the 90s, Don Nelson used to let us in and watch practice, like the entire practice. But as soon as they got good, we couldn't watch practice no more. So I understand why they don't let the media watch it, especially the, the uh, TV media, because they may accidentally put something on TV, then the opposing guys will see it. Yeah, way back uh, when I, oh, shoot, I was covering the, the Rockets, as, as were you back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, Rudy Tomjanovich and those guys, they would let us watch practice. And thank goodness they stopped doing that because that meant we could, we could sleep an extra hour or two and didn't have to come in and watch all the practice. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, three days into it, uh, the Mavericks are, uh, you know, a new team, brand-new team with a brand-new player, hopefully for their sake, a brand-new star in Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, what, what, what strikes you so far from what we've uh, gleaned out of interviews and, and the bits and pieces that we're watching? Uh, what, what strikes you most about, uh, about the, big, uh, the big guy? Well, what strikes me the most is every time you talk to him, he says, I'm ready to go. He's excited. He's almost like a kid in, in the candy store. He's just ready to grab all the candy off the shelf and all that and get out there on the court and show you what he can do because a lot of people forget because it seemed like it's been four or five years but it's just been 19 months ago. This guy was named to the Eastern Conference All-Star team. He put up 22-6 and led the NBA at the time in block shots with 2.4 blocks a game. And he's probably done gained about 15 to 20 pounds since then. I mean, you, you've seen the muscle, man. He looks like a rock. Well, okay, that's from uh, Chris Tabs <laughs> Porzingis' PR firm of DwaynePrice.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I agree with you. He looks he looks great, and he he looks you know like he's uh, uh, serious about getting back to being what he is. Mm-hmm. And if he uh, and if he can be that, uh, I mean even the people in New York that I've talked to, and I know mm-hmm. you've talked to a few folks up there. And mm-hmm. let's face it, New York's don't New Yorkers don't like anything. You know they want right. to gripe about this, that, and the other. And then even they said, listen, if this guy's healthy. He's not just good. He's really good. Yeah, yeah, Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you and I, and we know it because we saw it, you know, the first two or three years he's in the league. He proved that he could be one of the top 24, 25 best players in the league. And he's seven foot three. You can't teach height. He can shoot threes. I mean, you and I both saw him out there, him and Luca out the practice, just banging in one three after the other. I don't know if he won that three point contest today, though. Well, I, I was about <laughs> to say we we had some fun interviewing Luke uh, uh, Christophs today uh, uh, after Thursday's practice, and 
Uh, he, I, you know, I, I did ask him uh, how those three-point shootouts are going with Luca, which, by the way, I think is a great thing to see when your two superstars are out there together giving mm-hmm. each other lip. Right. Then, you know, I think right. uh, that's a good sign for, for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, oh, I can't really remember who won today. So <laughs> we, we took that as a, a sign that it did not go well for Kristaps today. But he did win the half-court shot. Half court shot. He wanted us to know about that. So, uh, anyway, so these guys know they don't, they don't have any range uh, yeah. problems uh, yeah. at all. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that struck me about Kristaps is uh, he comes in, and if somebody asked him, might have been you, Dwayne, about uh, Boban, mm-hmm. and he says he makes me feel small. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> and Kristaps goes about what two forty two, seven foot three. Him and him and Boban about the same height and all that. But Boban, I mean, he's pushing close to three hundred, isn't he? He's he's a uh, you know a, a combination plate away from being three bills. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, but I think it's gonna be a fun season watching him because the, the thing that Mavs fans don't know. And everybody's anxious about, and rightfully so. Like I said, by the time they play their opening game, uh, the 23rd of October against Washington, it would be over 20 months since Kristaps last played a game. We don't know. Nobody knows. He doesn't know how he's going to react to that game. We all think he's going to be positive and all that. So we, so we all holding our breath because if this guy is anything like he was before he got injured. Man, this is going to be a great season for the Mavericks. Yeah, and uh, and you're right. There are some question marks there. you, you got to get to it and actually find out, mm. put the eye test to it, as, as right. I like to say. But uh, And, you know, you know, the Mavericks have pretty much said that they're going to be cautious, uh, sensible, I guess would be a good word to use mm. on how they're going to yeah. uh, approach his, uh, you know, using him. Uh, I, I hate to use the term load management, but there will probably yeah. be some of that. Uh, and they should be. And, yeah, I mean, early in the season especially, you know, mm-hmm. guys, shoot, it's 20 months. That's, right. you know, we're closing in on two years since the guy's actually been on a court mm-hmm. uh, at NBA speed. Mm-hmm. So, um, it will. But I, I know you have a, a, a an interesting thought on teams that are going to load manage some of, their, <laughs> some of their top players. Well, you know what? I'm still I'm going to stick with what I'm going to say. There's nothing against the Warriors. I just think they're going to have a hard time making a playoff this year. No, no KD. No Iguodala, no Sean Livingston, no Clay Thompson for probably half the season. You got Steph Curry that's played over 500 games in the last five years. I mean, you, how, how are they going to load manage? If they can't load manage in the West, you know, and, and expect to make the, the play, it's going to be really, really hard, really, really hard. You know, it, it's interesting because uh, – People say, well, you got to beat the bad teams. Well, too, who exactly are the bad teams exactly. in the West? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you get past Memphis and maybe Phoenix, who I think is going to be pretty pretty much improved, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else has fairly legitimate hopes of being a playoff team. Right, right. and you come into that building, they're going to treat you like it's a playoff game, those That's bad right. teams. So you, you got to be ready for everybody. So it's just going to be tough. We got to remember, 48 wins. Who they got 48 wins last year? Was AC. And 48 wins. I, I'm not sure it'll take 48 wins to make the playoffs this year, but it it won't be far off of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, might be a few less, but not many. And uh, it, it's going to be just incredibly riveting to watch this thing unfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of unfolding, I saw that Boban get up out of a chair today. <laughs> Is the chair broke? Oh man, <laughs> the poor chair. <laughs> but but he, uh, you know, he's. That man is just monster big. Yeah, 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 I yeah. mean, and it's it, and I watched him uh, around the basket. He was working against one of the Mavericks uh, 
uh, interns who's who happens to also be about six six ten or six eleven, mm-hmm. who looks very very small next to Bobon. Mm-hmm. And uh, left hand, right hand, I saw everything I wanted to see out of Bobon mm-hmm. that, that around the basket, and I wished to heck he would stay around the basket. <laughs> but that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, but but you know what? I will say this: I remember when he broke into the league in San Antonio. Every time he got on the court with San Antonio or last year with Philadelphia, he always produced. I mean, I don't know what his plus minus was, but I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that if it was it was off the chart because this guy knows how to play. I mean, and it's not just around the basket. I'm talking about anywhere between 10 feet on in. He's very, very effective. Very, very effective. Yeah, and uh, if you look at his uh, uh, per 36-minute numbers, mm-hmm. uh, pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Really good, actually, because he hasn't gotten a lot of run. I mean, right. he's, he's played 10 minutes here, 12, 15 minutes there. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever averaged more than uh, 13 or 14, 15 minutes a game yeah. uh, in any season. Uh, and and he may not be, be much more than that here, but right. but he's gonna play. Yeah, and I you're mean, not gonna need him for much more than that either, because you, know, you know they got they got Chris Stapps, they got D- Dwight, they got Maxi. You know Dorian can play there. They got a whole lot of fours and fives and all that, so they they won't need him for more than 15, maybe 20 minutes. But that's a maybe. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's good to have him. Rick said uh, Rick Carlisle said that uh, you know he. He's going to have a role, and it, it, we don't, you know, we'll find out what it is, but but it's going to be there. Right. Uh, and they, they're going to need him somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. He's going to have to help him win some games. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Rick, uh, what as we go in and we're a little less than three weeks from the opening night, what do you think his biggest challenge is uh, going forward for the next uh, three weeks? Finding rest? Is that my opening day? Yeah, I mean, you know, what – it, I mean, I don't think there's any real roster decisions to make. I think the roster is pretty well set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you know, what uh, when it comes to rotations or what? What what's your thought process? What's your thinking on what he needs to to focus in on, and, and what's going to be his hardest decision? Yeah, you want to say it may be his rotation, uh, but you know, it's early in the season when, like I said, season hasn't even started yet because rotations they could change obviously within the first month of the season, but. That last game of the season uh, in Vancouver against the Clippers, of all people, the team that many are picking to win the, the NBA title this season, I think it's deciding who's going to be his, his, uh, not only just his starters, but what we know, at least two of the starters, but his backups. I mean, because there's a whole lot of guys that can play the two position, a lot of them that can play the three, a lot of them that can play the four, but there's only so many minutes and only one basketball. So I think that's going to be his biggest decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this team, the way it's put together for that, what you mentioned there. There's only one ball out there. I still don't know how they're going to do it in Houston. Right. I, I just, uh, I, they're not. I mean, I, just, I still can't figure that out. But, yeah. you know, I love Mike D'Antoni. I think he'll, he'll have a fighting shot and he'll, you know, he'll get the ball in those guys' hands a lot, both of them. But yeah. uh, the Mavericks have a, a roster that we know Luke is going to handle it. Uh, pretty much everybody else is going to play off of that, and right. I and I think everybody else is probably all right with that. I, I think they are too. I mean, the good thing is that you don't have any guys that's, that's going to be screaming, howling for minutes. You know, you you know, you get on some teams, guys are upset. Dwayne, come on, you, yes, they will. They all. You remember what Chuck Daly said? What's that? Every player wants the same thing: forty-eight minutes, forty-eight <laughs> shots, and forty-eight million. 
of 48 million too. And now 48 million ain't nothing now. Yeah, so that that, that 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 you can that's but back in the day that was yeah, that, that was, was the way it worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying you're not gonna have those players outwardly telling the media that I don't get enough minutes stuff like that. We don't have those kind of guys on on this team. So they they'll just go with the program. And you know, it's not like uh, and I don't want to throw this guy under the bus, but there's a certain guy out there that. Is chomping at the bit to get back in the league, and one of the reasons <laughs> a lot of people say he can't get back in the league because he's a me, me, me type of player. And you saw the comments that Chauncey Billups said he that uh, well, his name is Carmelo Anthony. He said he wants thirty points a game. It's like well, that's just not realistic anymore. I mean, come on, you got to be a team player. You know, if, if you play five minutes, especially especially if your team wins, there's absolutely nothing to gripe about. Right, right, nothing. And, and you know what? You mentioned it earlier the the rotation it's gonna change. I mean, mm-hmm. it might start out with with uh, Maxi Cleaver getting uh, being the ninth man and getting eight minutes, uh, and by the middle of November he could be the sixth man getting twenty eight minutes. So right. uh, that's how Rick Carlisle rolls. He doesn't right. he doesn't care about you know people's uh, you know what they're playing for the next contract or anything like that. His, he's got one job, win right. games. Right. Win games, and, and he's going to give himself and the team the best chance to do that. Yeah. And what he does, is he, every decision going to be great? No, he, he's going to make mistakes just like yeah. we all do. Yeah. But uh, I do think it's going to be fun to watch how uh, he's got 11, 11 guys that are going to want to play and, and probably deserve to be in a rotation, and they, it, they're gonna, it's going to come and go. Sometimes they're yeah. going to be in the rotation, sometimes they won't. Sometimes they won't. And, and, and like you said earlier, once we get to that – Low management, you know, particularly on the uh, the back to backs. Well, and that that's going to be opportunities for those guys who didn't play before to get some get some minutes at that time, and and that's their time to shine. Well, because when you're on the court, every minute counts. I mean, you you got to make an impression on the on the coach every time you're out there on the court. I mean, no slacking at all. It it uh, also spinning off of that. Uh, we had an interesting, interesting conversation with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. At, at Media Day, and he was very <laughs> frank, and it was very, very good to hear a guy talking openly. He said, "Yes, starting matters. Heck yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody wants to start. Any player that says otherwise, you know, he's not, he's not being altogether truthful." Uh, and and he said, but, but, "Would you buy that though?" Well, yeah, I do. I think mm-hmm. most players would like to start, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think. Uh, most of them also are smart enough to know, well, if I'm not, the only way I'm going to ever give myself a chance to do that is to kick ass off the bench. Yeah. And uh, I, I think this, this, this team's got, uh, starting with Hardaway, and he'll be in the starting lineup but because uh, he, he's a scorer. And I do think he's going to be the guy that is going to have to be, uh, if, if Luca's the general and, and Chris Stapps is the, Whatever's under a general in the army, I don't know, Dwayne. But it, it, at some point, you're going to get to the need a lieutenant, right. and uh, and I think Tim Hardaway Jr. could be that lieutenant because he can score. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to disagree with Hardaway because I don't think starting matters, you know, all the time. Maybe guys with the super egos it matters because I I'm uh, harking back to the days when Jason Terry easily could have been a starter, and he volunteered to come off the bench and ended up being the NBA uh, Six Man Award winner. And, and number one, number two, a lot of times if you are coming off the bench, well, let's just say you are starting and they got all these, you got three guys that like to have the ball, that like to have shots. Well, if you're one of them three, you may not get as many shots as you want, but if you that one, that first guy off the bench like Jason Terry was, 
you got all the shots you want to get. <laughs> and not only that, when the game was on the line, Jason Terry was on the court. Yeah, I mean, I've come from old school, kind of like you, uh, really old school. Uh, but I think uh, finishing is more important than starting. Exactly. I mean, I, I'd, yeah. ra- I'd rather yeah. be on the court yeah. at the end of a close game yep. than at the jump ball to start the game. That's just yeah. my pref- preference. But, yeah. but you know, and uh, there's only a few chosen superstars who are mm-hmm. clear, that, clear that they're going to be there for all the important parts of the game. Right. Uh, but, you know, they you, you – most coaches are pretty pragmatic about that. They like to start their best players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not I don't all, know why, not why all, is that? Not always, but, but most of them. Why is that? Why don't you start the, uh, the bench guys? Well, do, do, <laughs> it'd be like, be like baseball. They have the, the openers, you know, the pitchers that come in and pitch one inning or two innings, and then they're done. Yeah, yeah, You know, I, I, I still don't understand that whole theory, but, but uh, uh, then again, that's baseball. That's and, baseball. Uh, is that, are they still playing? Yeah, playoff started. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Who's in it? Uh, well, no. here here comes the tough question. No, 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 no. I know who's in it. <laughs> the Dodgers are in it. The Dodgers got a home game. The Cardinals are in it. I know Houston and Houston uh, the team it. that won yesterday uh, the, in the in the wild card um, uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay or they're playing yeah. a series. Tampa I know Bay they hit four home runs yesterday. And, and Washington's playing somebody else. Yeah. So uh, I anyway, that. that's your baseball minute here on on the senior old boys. Um, <laughs> Dwayne, you've been covering this league a long time, uh, and we both have in about, you know, 70 years between us or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, do, do you still do you still get amped up for, you know, preseason and media days and opening night and all that yeah. other stuff? All that. All that, man. I live for basketball. I'm telling you, man. When it's over with, it's like, oh, man, June after the NBA finals. Like, oh, man, what are we going to do now for the next four or five months? I mean, media day was just crazy. I mean, there's people everywhere and all that. I, I, I just love it. I love the preseason game. I went to every game last year. You know, remember that one stretch a few years ago? I went to 202 straight games. I don't like to miss games. I always like weird. Like I feel like I'm missing out on something. But the ones I don't go to, I'll be watching on TV. Yeah. And and I think, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'm a little more jaded. I, I, you know, I try to ease into seasons. And I have one of my pet peeves with no, on a opening night. I always say, will this season ever end? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, get, I just get equally amped up. I think it's, a, it's like a whole different season of how teams get built in mm-hmm. July and August. I mean, I think that's just riveting stuff. I love to, to you know, watch the Twitter accounts blow up on mm-hmm. free agency and all that stuff. That's, that's fun, fun to see, yeah. you know, what teams are going after what free agents and, and, you know, what players are getting traded and re-signed and all this stuff. Uh, that's a season within a season. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, to me – Get to the season, and then uh, you know the first. Everybody says uh, the the casual fans would say, "Oh, the NBA doesn't start till after Christmas." Well, yeah, yeah. no, it starts on October twenty third, and you know what? Those first two months, yeah. when before you get to Christmas, yeah. a lot of teams are going to know exactly where they stand yeah. by the, by Christmas. Well, I'm, I'm probably like you and everybody else. The preseason is like like you go out to dinner. The preseason is the appetizer. The regular season is the main course, and the playoffs is the dessert. And I remember the dessert in 2011 when the Myers were in the playoffs. They beat – everybody was trying to avoid Portland in the first round of playoffs. Portland, the Myers ended up playing them. Portland ended up being the best thing that happened to the Myers that season because 
you want to play a tough team that's if you get out of that series, you're ready for anybody. I mean, Portland had a – that's a very, very good team. And Mavericks ended up beating them in six. Then they went to the second round, played the Lakers, who had won the previous two NBA titles. They swept the Lakers. And then the next round, they played KD and uh, Westbrook and that crew in Oklahoma City and beat them in five games. Then we got to the finals. I don't think anybody in America was picking the Mavericks against that Miami crew of Bosch, LeBron, and Wade, and they ended up winning that series in six games. Yeah, and uh, that was a heck of a run. And you know yeah. what? There's something to that because uh, a couple, uh, you know, uh, a couple years uh, before that, uh, or excuse me, after that, uh, San Antonio was in met the Mavericks in the first round. Mm-hmm. Took them seven, seven games, games to get rid of, rid of the Mavericks, mm-hmm. and uh, they went on. They, they won, won the title. That's right. You know, so, and and, and and they said. Uh, Pop, even the following year, he says that was the hardest series we had by far. And, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, after that, we got out of that. We felt like we'd, mm-hmm. uh, we, had a, we had something. Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it, th- yeah. these, guys are, these guys know. And it's all about matchups. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 2007 yeah. Seven mm-hmm. was a, a great regular season for the Mavericks, 67 wins. Yeah. They had to match up against Nelly and the, and yeah. the Warriors, and it, yeah. it, just did, it just did not work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm always been that type. I don't want to never play nobody if you got if, if if you are perceived to be a bad team because number one that means you're supposed to beat them anyway and number two it's gonna be hard to get up for them. Case in point, the Cowboys playing the Saints this past Sunday without Drew Brees. Okay, you looking at this is supposed to be an easy win because it's hard to get up with them, get up for them without Drew Brees. But had Drew Brees been there, they've been you know coming there with a different mindset. Not said it's gonna win, but they did beat them last year, thirteen to ten. But the same way with basketball. I want everybody's best players out there because that way you're going to get something out of that, win or lose. You know, you're going you're gonna to know what adjustments you need to make the next time you play them. Or if you beat them, you're going to be ready for the next big opponent. You know what I'm saying? You know, Dwayne, that was a great point, by the way. Uh, all this talk, I'm hungry. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, I, I got a different approach here for our barbecue, our barbecue minute. Uh, I want to I want to build our Mount Rushmore of food. We oh, get four. Wow. We get four, and it's got to be kind of you know salmon just, on top. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was gonna say we go. You can go first. I'll go second. You go third. I'll go fourth. Mm-hmm. So who's your number? Who's your first food? What's your first plate of food on the Mount Rushmore of our salmon sport rider food? Salmon is good and it's healthy too, man. Oh, I, and I God, cooked you lost salmon. me at salmon. I cooked some salmon about three weeks ago, man. I bought it at uh, at Sam's, and it was a big old two long pieces and all. Oh man, I ain't never cooked salmon before in my life. I went on YouTube to find out how to cook it. <laughs> it came out very well. Well, I, you know, that is. You don't like salmon? Nah. What's wrong with you? I'd rather have a a, a nice uh, tilapia or whitefish of some sort. I, I, you know. Come on. You better read up on tilapia. Uh, what about tilapia? Are you going to oh, diss on tilapia? Oh, man, you better, read, I ain't gonna say, you better read up on it, though. Shoot. Somebody told me I read up on it. Oh, man. Shoot, I, I, I started reading up on my blood pressure medicine <laughs> because somebody said it causes cancer. I said, oh, great. I got that to worry about. <laughs> my blood pressure is good, but I'm going to die of cancer now. Anyway, uh, all right, so we got – can't believe I'm saying this. We got salmon on the salmon Mount Rushmore. On, on the I'm going to tell you who's who's number two. Who's that? Texas brisket, baby. 
Texas brisket is right there. Big old plate of brisket right there on the uh, on the face of put take George Washington down. And put, uh, put put brisket right there on on, on his spot. I, I, I can go with that. I can go okay. with that. And next to brisket is going to be ribs. <laughs> man, you're talking my language. Talking my language now, man. God, we are we are on such on a roll. That's our last you night. You know what? I, the, boy, the pressure's on for this this fourth. Fourth Mount Rushmore food, oh, yeah. foodie what, here. What, what would that be? Oh my! Oh, good I, luck, good you're, luck. We're going to have to debate this, but you know what I'm going to throw out there just for Uh-oh. just for grins is a. Oh, wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm not looking. <laughs> there's so much good pizza out there. All good pizza. <laughs> Every piece of good pizza that I've ever had. I want it on Mount Rushmore. I still love pizza. Join, I'm, I'm too old up? to eat it now, but I love it. And I, you know, I'll. It was either that or. You know, you know, we can go with anything. We can go chicken wings, or we can go Italian, some good pasta. How about the Giorno pizza, that that thick. No, yeah, I was thinking Giordano's. You know, the big that the one stuffed in the one in, in Chicago, Chicago. Right? Yeah. yeah, that one. What's the name of it? Giordano's. Hey, that thing. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> it's good. I uh, had something this summer. Yeah, yeah, and it and it. Hey, it, hey, I'm a th- I'm a thin crust guy normally, but hey. when I'm in Chicago, I eat that. Sefco, there's a place in Plano. I think it's called a Chicago place. It's the same. Really? It's the same. You got to go to it. And, you need, and I went there a couple of months ago, and I didn't know I'm a rookie, obviously, going to that place. Everybody was ordering because it takes 30 minutes to cook it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there. Everybody coming in, picking up each to go. I'm just sitting there waiting on my – they said, yeah, it's going to be 30 minutes, sir. So the next time I went, I call in my order. There you go. There <laughs> but you it's, go. it's just like Chicago, though. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. Well, we agree on that all then because uh, – and apologies to all the other great foods that didn't make our cut. Spaghetti. You know, you know yeah, I mean, all the, all the good stuff that uh, normally would be uh, uh, right there. But, but, you know, we had to narrow it down to four. Right. So, uh, anyway, let, let, we digress. Let's go back to basketball <laughs> for, for a minute. Just to, just to, we've already wet our appetites for the food. So <laughs> I'm hungry now. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, who's going to be, in your opinion, the number – let's assume for a second that Kristaps – and Luka Doncic are your two go-to guys. They're going to lead this team in scoring, probably in rebounding and assists too. Who's your third best scoring option on this team? Probably Hardaway. If not Hardaway, is going to be a, a, a set Curry when he comes off the bench because he can just light it up. I mean, I know he's not his brother, but, you know, that ain't fair to compare the two. But, man, I looked at the stats the other day career-wise. He's shooting better from the three-point line than his brother is. And, and and he just man, I, I hate to lose him when they lost him uh, last year to Portland in, in, in free agency. But you know they got him back to sign him to a four-year contract. So I think it's going to be him. I really do. Uh, I I think Kurt. I mean, excuse me, Hardaway is the is the man. Uh, he can score. I mean, mm-hmm. he just knows how to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to. You know, he can do a few other things on the court, but mainly he's going to be a scorer. Uh, he doesn't have to take three-point shots. He can hit mid-range, which, of course, nobody ever wants to do anymore in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can get to the bucket when, when the opportunity is there. I, I think he's, he's the guy they're going to need to be when, when things gunk, you know, kind of gunk up for, for, the, for the two big guys. I think he's going to be the guy who gets the recipient. Yeah. And it's going to be shooters. They're, they, they're yeah. just surrounded those guys with shooters. Yeah, don't, is, don't sleep on Justin Jackson either, man. He done bucked up. He gained 20 pounds on the offseason and all that. He even looks bigger and, and, and looks stronger and all that. Because that, that was the, the one weakness in his game was, it, you know, his, his lack of you know, buck and all that stuff. So, and he can shoot. Yeah. I'll throw one uh, dark horse out there for you. Who's that? Dwight Powell. 
You yeah. watch because yeah. he, he's going to be starting, I think, as mm-hmm. most of us think, uh, alongside Kristaps, and he's going to be the guy down in there mm-hmm. uh, rolling to the basket, doing a lot of those things. And I just think he's going to have a sneaky great year. Yeah. You know? yeah. And here, here's the thing. You know, with Luca and Porzingis, there's going to be a lot of guys going to be wide open because if they're not doubling Luca or uh, Porzingis, okay, good luck with that. But if they do double them, then guys are wide open, then it's just going to be target practice out there at the three-point line. Let's let's look for a minute uh, around – I was going to say around the league. First, let's look around Texas. Mm-hmm. San Antonio, wh- wh- what strikes you about that team? <laughs> you know, we all know Pop's going to figure out a way. But, but, but uh, you know, you look at that roster and they didn't do a whole lot to – to 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 you know beef it up uh, in the off season. Well, like you said, I didn't think they would make the playoffs last year, but it's just something about Popovich. He just, I mean, he could take guys. It's like, who is that? Where'd he come from? And the next thing you know, the guys having 10, 12 points a game, and, and they're in the playoffs again. You know, one of them is they're not going to make the playoffs, but you know, they've been going for what over two over two decades now. So I don't know. I, I'm not a big DeRozan fan. I'm just not. And and, and I mean, maybe it's not fair to say what happened in Toronto as soon as they got rid of him because if you just look at it as a even Kawhi Leonard for DeRozan, it's like, okay, well, then Kawhi's going to win that one every time. But I'm just not a big fan of his. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I actually do like his game a little bit. but uh, Best mid-range game in the game. Oh, no, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? They're getting uh, DeJounte Murray back. Uh, who was on the cusp of becoming a, a, a pretty solid point guard, mm-hmm. uh, perfect for Pop's system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought in Lyles, which is a, is a good functional player. But, you know, I just don't – I don't see them taking a leap forward. I could see them hanging hanging tough like they always seem to do mm-hmm. and making the playoffs. I just don't think they're, they're a threat to go any higher than no. just six, seven, and eight. Yeah, and they won't get out of the first round, I don't think, because it's it, – the West is, is, is strong, and it is definitely strong top heavy, you know, the top four or five teams. Yeah. And Houston, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I would love to hear what P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella talk about <laughs> when, when they're sitting there watching Harden and, and Westbrook do their thing, and they're saying, well, we better get down on the defensive end because we know they ain't coming down there. <laughs> they ain't playing defense and, and get on the boards because they ain't giving up the ball. So if you can get a rebound and go back up, that's your best chance of getting a shot on that team. And, uh, and you know, they're saying all the right things now. That But the, the crazy part about it is, and we saw it last year with Harden. When Chris Paul had the ball on the run offense, Harden was just over there just standing around. Now, you think, I've never seen Westbrook stand, period. He's always, you know, 200 miles an hour. So, how is that going to work out when Harden had the ball? What is Westbrook going to be doing? Well, and we forget about it, but where does Westbrook make his, make his uh, hay? I mean, he, he's, he's a slasher. Yeah. He gets the free throw line. He hits, you know, that, that pull-up. He's got a great pull-up. You know, mm-hmm. we all know he's going to make mm-hmm. that shot at the free throw line. That, But he's not the greatest three-point shooter Terrible. in the world. Terrible. You know, so yeah. uh, he's going to have to be more of a distributor. He'll probably lead the league in assists again because he's going to throw it to Harden every time or, or whoever, roll, get those rolls with Capella and get him yeah. easy buckets. Yeah. Uh, but Now, Luke is going to lead the league in assists. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take that bet. I think Luke is going to be very good. I think he's going to get eight or nine assists a game, but mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think he'll leave the league this year. He will before he his career is over. Right. He will one year. I, mm-hmm. I fully believe that. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, that's interesting because I, I think the, the Rockets are clearly a playoff team as, as long as things don't go haywire down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we 50. You know, and, and uh, you know, the Texas Triangle could be pretty tough this year yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if you take it all t- together. Yeah, back in the day, you remember when, it, when they all were really good, those oh. other teachers complained, we don't oh. want to play all three of them on the same road trip. There'd, <laughs> there'd always be three or four teams that would have to come in there all, each year and go Houston, San Antonio, te- Dallas, or vice versa. And, and boy, it was a it was just a killer. I mean, if you went one and two, you felt like you had a major victory. Right, right, right. So, so we might be at, back at that stage now because I guarantee the Mavericks. I don't know. Obviously, nobody knows how many games they're going to win, but they're going to be tough to play. They're they're going to be good, and yeah. you gotta they've got to be a better home team. Yeah. I, I don't care yeah. what that's. I think that's. Uh, you know, taking care of some business against the, the Eastern Conference, especially. Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, if you and win twenty games teams. in the, against the East, yeah. then I think you're you've got a fighting chance. Yeah, and you got to beat all them bad teams. There's you know, no exception. And uh, and then protect the home court, man. Right. They, they have not been a good home team uh, for the last few years. And they even used to back be. when they were making the playoffs, they yeah. weren't ter- yeah. particularly great. Yeah. Uh, which is weird because they got a got a great home base. They got sellouts of vert every night. I mean, the, I, I don't yeah. get it sometimes, but uh, yeah, you know that's that, uh, yeah. They got the longest sellout streak in the NBA. Sold out every game since December of two thousand and one, and it's going to continue this year. So uh, if crazy. you guys want to want to come and see this circus because it's going to be fun, it's going to be wild. Tickets are there, but uh, I gonna, wouldn't wait long. It's going to be like an event. You know how it is, like. Yeah, this is a game, but no, this is an event. These people are going to be going to work the next day. You go to the game last night, you go to the Mass game on that. That's where we're back to that now. Yep. You know, it's just like my SMU Mustangs football. We're an event now. <laughs> we're coming back. Five All right. Know, right? <laughs> Five and oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that. Uh, we're done talking basketball for today, and uh, good luck to all your fantasy team owners out there. Dwayne Price is three and one. I'm one and three. <laughs> we won't get into that, but uh, uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the SOBs. That's the Senior Old Boys for Dwayne Price. I'm Eddie Sefko. See you later.